0: Are you saying we're never ever getting back together?
1: Nope.
0: That's a shame. Well, my "They Live" game arrived. Oh, the board game. Yeah. Sweet. So I need I need more than I, I can't play it on my own, and I can't play it with two people either. So it has to be three or more.
1: Both of your friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's a traitor element, and obviously, it's sort of defeated when there's only two people.
1: Hmm. So, stick with the Taylor Swift theme, you could say, it's me, hi, I'm the traitor, it's me.
0: Nice. I I don't know many other Taylor Swift songs. So no, I she had a, it a film out in
1: the cinema this year. You should have gone to see it.
0: No. I might catch it at some point. But, I mean, it's just a concert film, isn't it? So, it's just like...
1: It's not just a concert film. It was whatever that tour, Era's Tour, that was it.
0: Yeah, but, like, does it have... Like, behind-the-scenes stuff of her getting ready to do shit. No. No, that's what I mean. It was, like, funny enough, because I saw the Katy Perry thing a while back. Was it, like, Hmm. Part of Me or something like that?
1: Part of you saw the Katy Perry thing?
0: Yes. I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called Katy Perry Part of Me or something like that, but not that last bit.
1: It's a very long title. It was. (laughs) Katy Perry Part of Me, something like that, but not that last bit. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I, I see you trying to head off The obvious jokes And yet you just steamroll through them Are you going to bark all day?
0: This is a tasty burger I am just a figment of your imagination Here's
1: Johnny You are a sad, strange little man These guys were it. Don't fail me again
0: But in that uh, while it was mostly sort of fluff and nonsense, there was quite a lot of stuff about like, her running herself ragged and she was getting divorced at the time as well. So there were there were quite a few sort of like introspective kind of things and and weird. I mean, you know, yes, fair enough. She's a very privileged celebrity and whatever, but it was weird seeing her crying and, and, and being upset and then literally having to like slap on her face and and kind of perform a very energetic show i mean i know a lot of people do that all the time with bad stuff going on in their lives but it's weird you actually see some kind of like some behind the scenes stuff with that one whereas like taylor swift i i get the feeling that it is such a micromanaged brand at this point it's the taylor swift brand and nothing oh, yeah, yeah, can yeah. nothing can kind of like so, you know, obviously her 17 boyfriends or whatever that she had from when the movie started to the, when the movie ended, like, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I think
1: she's done some other documentary things. I, I, I think there are, because I, I think it was one about the Reputation Tour, which I think was more of a documentary than the uh, than the stage
0: show. Okay. Because, like, I, I obviously see the appeal of, of seeing a, a concert film, an actual kind of, like, show at um, different places, but it's just, like, I don't know if it actually offered some insight into T Swizzle. I think I I might actually be more interested than just going to see some very well performed renditions of her songs.
1: I was I was just there for the uh, for the banging tunes.
0: <laughs> spoken like a true dad. <laughs> You've <laughs> <laughs> have we spoken on the podcast about you listening to music in your car and doing the little sort of finger dance thing that you do when you've when when you you've gripped the, the steering wheel, but the fingers are still doing a little funky dance to whatever's on the radio. I've got some moves. It's it's the best. I love it. Anyway, can we start the show? Yep. Excellent. Let's do it.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises, and film nonsense. This is a monthly pick a mix episode in which we look at the concession stand of film and choose from the selection of film trailers and film news from the month. This time we were looking at November 2023, and the popcorn flavour is
0: uh, birthday cake, but not as good as my birthday cake, because it's your birthday month. Oh yeah. Oh,
1: Nothing yeah. lasts forever, and we both know hearts can change, and it's hard to host a podcast in the cold November rain. <laughs>
0: I, I'll give you that. Thanks. <laughs> cool. So, Roberto, how has your November been? Quick, I think. Yeah. I'm definitely finding that just with months in general. Just everything's going by quickly. Hmm. But, but anything specific? I mean, obviously, how's the arm, by the way?
1: Uh, the arm is has healed. Oh, wow. As we had that conversation off mic, where... You you said I wasn't Wolverine. The next day I went in and they took the cast off and said, no, you're basically Wolverine.
0: Yeah, I don't think they said you're basically Wolverine.
1: In my medical opinion,
0: <laughs> In my what med- they said. medical opinion, you're Wolverine from Marvel Comics. Like, they wanted to be super specific about it as well, just to purely yeah. kind of cater to your fantasy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, yeah, I, I had the cast off and then... I've just been told to get back to using it uh, uh, as normal, so well, that's
0: what I've been doing. Don't don't do any more weird dog walker avoiding moves.
1: No, now I just plough straight through them.
0: Such a strange way to to actually injure yourself. So such an embarrassing odd. way.
1: Yeah,
0: a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not particularly hardcore. No, but then again, the only Bone I broke was uh, my thumb when I slammed it in a car door. So <laughs> it's it's not that my, that's not much better. I slammed my own thumb. Yeah, mine
1: mine's more dramatic than
0: yours. I mean, accidentally. I wasn't just like, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Bet this is gonna fucking hurt. Ka-boom.
1: I knew as a teenager, and that is probably <laughs> that's not too far from your personality.
0: Maybe a little bit, but you know the instant regret. Uh, no 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 I was I I was casually leaning against the car as one does when you're cool Rob you wouldn't know about this but you may have observed me doing it because I'm too
1: busy sliding over the bonnet in a cool way
0: <laughs> yeah okay so anyway I was casually leaning against the car probably chatting up some some bit of skirt you know what I'm saying and then slammed the car door on my thumb yeah I was 12 so probably wasn't chatting up a bit of skirt. Were
1: you lying about reading Goosebumps books again?
0: <laughs> I think I think I was going, going shopping to the supermarket with my dad. That's nice. how hardcore it was, yeah. Awesome. Check me out, living on the edge. Uh, is it me, or did a lot of fucking things happen in the film world this month?
1: Well, I guess top of the list is the actor's strike is now over.
0: Yeah. And I guess that...
1: For two been... years.
0: I didn't I didn't know the for two years part is that just I think
1: I, I think it's yeah that it's a two or three year contract
0: so we could have this semi regularly then yes awesome I love it the world is super shit outside and we can't even get film and tv to distract us brilliant but it's a symptom of a of the problem all over the world isn't it the fact that there are too many greedy fuckers out there trying to hoard all the money and not paying people who actually deserve it but no that's good obviously it is good i saw dune got moved up again because of it that that film i i'm just not going to believe it exists until i've actually seen it what dune 2 yeah it it was moved up briefly I think it's March or it's something. It's March there. now,
1: yeah. It got moved because mm. it was supposed to be December this <laughs> yeah. year. And then it got moved to May. If they just uh, held it in December, then you could have had Zendaya and Timothy Shaman, blah, blah, um, promoting it, which is what they wanted. And Florence Pugh. And Florence Pugh.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm glad that the, uh, a deal has been brokered, but uh, it's probably going to be one of those performative changes that the studio is kind of like cop to every so often. And then when you actually look at any lasting change that came from that, it's, it's little to none. It's the whole, oh, yeah, we totally changed. We, we hired a black woman for our, our Oscars panel now. So we call? And you're just like, no, <laughs> no, not at all. That's a little bit does not, you know, but it's, it's just one of those things, isn't
1: it? I think they signed deals saying they won't use AI to generate
0: background artists. I mean, good. I'm very cynical about the whole thing because I'm very cynical about people and whatever. When you look at all these avoidable things, all these kind of like people getting screwed over and whatever, it's always because some fucker doesn't think he has enough money. Hmm. And it sucks. Yeah, at least there are some assurances that that we won't completely turn to the dark side yet. Because, yeah, using AI to actually sort of just scan... Some kind of like, and and I don't think you get paid much as a supporting artist or a background artist or anything. Getting your likeness scanned and then just used in stuff. I mean, Christ, that's nightmarish. So we won't see that for two or three years. Brilliant.
1: Well, they might just renegotiate the contract and ro- roll on as it is. But yeah, mm.
0: yeah. So yes, so strike en- ended. Hollywood is officially back to work.
1: Deadpool has been released on July 26th. Next yes. Year. Deadpool yes. 3. Which I think is the only MCU cinematic release next year.
0: Uh, there's some TV stuff. But, um, that's why I said cinematic release. I'll go, well, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, isn't it? And but TV, that's why and I said cinematic Fact. release. Oh, okay, no, I said right. MCU cinematic All right. release. All right. All right. Play All right. it back and listen. All right. I don't want to. Mate, I have to hear you once. I don't want to play it back again. But Marvel got some TV shows coming next year as well.
1: They have, but the only cinematic release next year (laughs) is Deadpool three on July twenty (laughs) sixth. TV wise, I think it's Echo, Echo,
0: and is uh, Daredevil out next year? Uh, Who knows with that one? I think Agatha Coven of Chaos or Darkhold Diaries or oh yes or whatever the title is this week. Um, that is, that's going to be like a Halloween thing. Um, according to some scoopers today, in fact, that I read that it's looking likely that Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel will get second series.
1: Oh, that's good. They were good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they were. Good characters anyway. Yes. So I, who knows, but there are, oh, and there's the, the Spider-Man cartoon, Spider-Man freshman year, I think.
1: Is that still coming out? I thought that was canceled.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They know yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot
0: of stuff. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is the problem. Is is you know with with people in general, they, they kind of lose track of what's coming out when. Hmm. But I think I think you know we're not getting any sort of big TV shows. I think I think the the uh, Agatha Harkness thing will actually be surprisingly big because a lot of people loved her character from One Division. Hmm. And um, and and why not? She was brilliant. Katherine Hahn rules. Yes. Yeah. But a lot of it is kind of like the sort of I mean, what if, and what if comes out the end of this year. In fact, it's kind of yeah, Christmas uh, kind of every
1: deal. I think it's nine days over Christmas they're releasing it day by day. Hmm, the cartoon, which,
0: which is cool. Yeah, I like the first season. It's you know, but again, it, it's sort of very inessential to the whole thing. It is just a it, it is just like what if this element was all remixed and stuff. Yeah, people wanting a sort of break from the whole Marvel thing will probably get their wish. Because I think a lot of sort of easily ignorable things will be coming out in Disney Plus for the hardcore fans. And for the rest of the normies, there's only Deadpool 3. And
1: that is kind of not like the main thing anyway. It's almost separate.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's good in a way. I really hate all of the the postulating and everything around uh, the Marvel's not doing well at the box office. Hmm. I've read uh, probably about twenty think pieces, each pointing to a different aspect of what they think is the real reason why it failed at the box office.
1: And it's I just mean, the, like the strike and the lack of the ability to promote it by interviewing actors certainly wouldn't help, and and the fact that people will wait for it to come on Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, I. But it's it's a whole number of things. It's just like Marvel are, are getting because they're still the sort of you know they're still a a huge part of the blockbuster movie industry you know they still make those kind of things and and it's like nothing is doing particularly well Barbenheimer was was a a whole separate thing that just i mean we'll we'll not see that sort of cultural thing for a long time because as we said on previous ones you can't fake that it's that's just something some weird organic thing that just happens and yeah, like nothing is is making money really. I know I think Disney's wish has just come out and it's not doing well at all. Well the reviews that haven't been great anyway though no but then and this is the thing this is a sort of side point, but I do like that there are people on Reddit and I do go to other places other than Reddit. it's just reddit is the the, the sort of the, the bad takes come to you on Reddit you know it's all one mm. convenient sort of place for that and a lot of them saying oh well maybe they should stop making so many mid movies and just like how does that affect the box office at all like word of mouth yes does have that kind of thing but it's funny how critics don't matter until they do yeah and yeah and, and you know like you know it's just like i i saw screenshots from the five nights at freddy's subreddit where they, you know, they hype themselves up for this movie. This is going to be the biggest thing ever, and while it made quite a lot of money, um, I think the, the the actual sort of reviews were pretty damn poor. Same and for they were...
1: Mario Brothers, Super Mario yeah. Brothers. I think, they, yeah, they, they yeah, exactly. They weren't great reviews, but that's one of the biggest films of the year, I think, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they were just like, "Oh well, the critics don't matter," you know. Ignore that. Make up your own mind. Yeah. But then, then when something like the Marvels gets less than stellar reviews, they're just like, "I knew it. I fucking knew it. This just proves it." And you're just like, mm, "Yeah, funny how that works." And again, I'm not seeing the Marvels as this underdog. It is a huge, huge production mm. made yeah, by yeah. one of the strongest arms in the entertainment industry. I am not sticking up for it like it's a small independent film that needs as many eyeballs on it as possible it's just it's funny how it's this one like i always predicted that there would be a shitstorm about this because you know i like really easy predictions and for it being a sequel to captain marvel which was already a fucking lightning rod for twats you know and having having a a, a black lead and a I mean a brown lead I guess from Jersey she's a brown girl from Jersey you know and f- from a TV show that was one of the lowest watched kind of things it was the perfect storm of like oh it's just Disney and their girl power shit and all that and it's like I saw the movie there, there isn't that much sort of like girl power type shit and even if there was who gives a fuck but like there really wasn't it was just heroes doing hero stuff and I actually think I actually think we're going to get to a point where maybe people are going to start to reevaluate the Marvels because it it's really it's really not that bad.
1: I think you have to wait for for ten twenty years for things like that to be reevaluated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. Eternals is being reevaluated now, and that hasn't been ten years.
1: Not on the scale. If you think of something like I mean, I always go back to the Star Wars prequels where they've been reevaluated now. Possibly it's because people who saw them, but then we were young when they came out, but people who sort of grew up with them as the first Star Wars thing they saw have and now are now the ones who are sort of reviewing and commentating on the internet a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's this thing that was definitely shit as a kid, but I liked is somehow still good. I mean, Christ, that could be the title of so many podcasts.
1: Yeah, yeah, including this one.
0: In, including this one, we we well, qualify you know, our
1: biases. You and I both like Hook the film, and Steven Spielberg, who directed it,
0: doesn't says it's his worst thing. I actually don't like Hook that much. Do you? I don't know where where you got this Hook Club from. It's oh, fine. Sorry, but, it's all right, but like, it's not. It's yeah. No, it it's it's not not the best. No, we we like proper. I mean, what we were talking about that we like Mission Impossible too. Hmm. you know no one there, there is a there is a contingent of people talking about how hook is great and it's magical and there are a lot of elements to it where you're just like yeah i can see how that would work for people um mission impossible 2 does not have that no but yeah just i mean all all the all the films like pretty much across the board are underperforming and it's just it's just a battle time for movies at the moment but, you know, Marvel being the, the sort of biggest and the loudest and, you know, people have been sharpening their knives for the longest well, time. Well, it's had,
1: it's had a, you know, nearly 15-year run of dominance.
0: Yeah, and I can see how that gets frustrating. But then, mm. then they're a symptom of a bigger problem with the, the studio system being what it is. Yeah. You know, it's tentpole or nothing. <laughs> and, and while there are some... You know, mid movies, kind of mid budget movies, used to kind of just be there f- between that, but we don't really have that too much anymore. There are well, certain so ones that do well.
1: And um, Marvel it, didn't make everybody try and do shared universes.
0: No, they just proved it worked.
1: Hmm. Well, I think you yeah, the exception to the rule that it you know, that it doesn't
0: work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, the shared universe stuff is bunkum, but it works in Marvel. But again, they learned the wrong lessons from it. And now everyone's tired. Everyone's like, oh, superhero fatigue. I mean, I get it. But then I was also, and I don't want to come across as a hipster here, but I was also literally liking these things before it became cool. That doesn't make me cool. That makes me an outcast. Point being is that I've never had superhero fatigue. I do have, uh, there are many, many trailers discuss, but should we, should yeah. we continue to- talking about some... News as well. There were just a, a couple of things I noted down. Okay. I assume you heard of Coyote vs. Acme?
1: Yes, I noted
0: that that down. That's a ridiculous bag of snakes, isn't it?
1: What, what I liked about that was that. So, this is the news that Warner Brothers shelved a fully completed film. Is it
0: animated? It's it's like live action okay. and CGI, so it's like Looney Tunes back in action or Space Jam or some show.
1: Yeah, or Chippendale Rescue Rangers,
0: mm. which is a good film. I liked it very much. I think it was like the day or two after the, the actor strike, was was
1: had been resolved, and um, David Zaslav, the head of Warner, Brothers, had sort of, basically, I, I, he sort of made some fairly, I think, complimentary things about actors, and it was like, oh it was a nice thing for him to say. And then they announced that they had shelved this completed movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it was almost like, yeah, we, you know, actor strikes off, everyone likes studios again, and then no, <laughs> watch this.
0: Yeah. Well, but he was hired to be the bad guy. Hmm. You know, like it. it He's doing his job not even Very well. admirably. <laughs> yeah, but just, yeah, he's doing it well.
1: So it seemed to be a similar situation to when they shelved the Batgirl film last year. And Scooby Doo film as well was also shelved. But mm-hmm. they weren't as completed as this uh, Wiley Coyote vs. Acme, which was, I think, pretty much in the can, as they say. And yeah. because of the backlash, they said they are going to ship it to other studios to see if anyone wants to buy it.
0: Apparently, Amazon are the front. of okay. that. But- um, but uh, yeah, I mean John Cena hmm. and Will Forte. I mean that's that's a good thing. You know, John Cena can definitely carry that whole thing. I, and the premise alone is great. Do you know the premise? No. Well, you know, so Wiley Coyote he's constantly getting like stuff from Acme. That was the joke. Yes. that, that yeah, yeah. Acme, and it and it always backfires or goes wrong or whatever. And he hires a lawyer to sue the company. <laughs> And, you know, I, I, I love that just as mm. a concept. I yeah, think yeah, that's, yeah. that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, I, I believe there has been some uh, politicians getting involved because it's like an anti-competition. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it it's filming these things. It's basically the plot of the producers, <laughs> you know, like, except not releasing it. But, you know, it, it just, just. Writing it off as a as a tax thing, which is, I mean, Jesus. Well, it's also
1: going to if if you're a creative, are you really want to want to work with a studio that may not even release it anyway.
0: Well, that's it. That's 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 what forced them to try and shop it around and everything is because uh, apparently a bunch of filmmakers and everything cancelled their meetings with Warner Brothers because if it can happen to that film, it can happen to anything. Hmm. You know, and and why would you want to work with an anti-creative studio like that? It's yeah. like. I'm not going to pretend it's high art, but apparently it tested very, very well. Yeah, so I did Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, well, but the narrative for that one, that it was too shit to release, and considering some of the stuff that Warner Brothers fucking released and marketed, I have a hard time believing that. But people believe that one because, you know, Batgirl. Yeah, it was meant to be, it's, it
1: didn't look expensive enough to be a film and it's too expensive for television.
0: Mm. But, you know... There's 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 no reason why they couldn't have released no, it. No, no. Yeah, so this yes, yeah, so this actually, Coyote versus Acme might actually get released, which is really cool because people were comparing it to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is unusual to sort of invoke that. You don't, you, you know, no one was comparing the latest Space Jam to Roger Rabbit.
1: Oh, I forgot they released
0: that, and and yet they did. Yeah, so you got Will Forte as as Wiley Coyote's attorney, and then you got John Cena as the Acme Corporation CEO. Hmm. That's not Will Ferrell, right there. No, (laughs) no, and uh, it was co-written by James Gunn.
1: Yes, yeah, I thought James Gunn was involved somewhere.
0: Yeah, and and he's and he's a producer also. So like. I, I mean, look, I, I really want to see it. It could be a huge 4D chess marketing campaign, but somehow I doubt it, because I think a lot of people were very pissed off and upset. Mm. There was there was a behind-the-scenes video that was released by one of the crew who worked on it showing the sort of, the pains they went to for the practical effects, so they could blend in the CGI stuff. So they, they had them building the sort of Acme offices, and... Uh, they had the thing, you know, you know, the sort of thing where the Roadrunner kind of screeches to a stop and then sort of wibbles in place. And you've yeah. got the sort of dust. Out it was them with a the squib making that sort of line of dust and whatever, just like really creative, mm. cool stuff. And but hopefully it will be seen because I love the idea of the premise. Obviously, huge fan of John Cena. And him playing like a, a jumped up bad guy as well is great yeah fingers crossed for that one. so yeah, so that was that was a whole heaping helping of horse shit. I just I, I just hate that so you know it's just like yes, commerce and and artistry are uneasy bedfellows, but it's it, it's kind of nice to pretend that that they're in it for creative means, especially when it comes to award season and and things like that it's it's nice when when art is being celebrated. But then, then they pull dick moves like this, and, and a whole thing can just be a tax write-off. I mean, yeah. Just a, a small note, there is another Fear Street movie in the offing. Is there? Oh, that's Yeah, nice. a, a fourth standalone. So this, is, this isn't going to be another trilogy, but it may lead to more things, but there is going to be another Fear Street movie. Oh, and brilliant. As, as we did a podcast on that, I thought you might like to know. Yeah, we enjoyed those. Yeah, we did. Uh, any other news? Uh,
1: yes, Wallace and Gromit is run is run out of plaster scene. Oh God! Well, oh, you, well, you took that really harsh.
0: <laughs> well, just just it, it, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, so. Say it Ardman ain't so animations, yeah, Ardman Animations ran out of scene, did they?
1: Yeah, they have run out of clay. Uh, they have been left with enough animation for one more feature film because the manufacturer of its favourite material closed down earlier this year. New clay products. So the specialist animation clay, which is called Lewis Lewis Newplast, is no longer available. Do you
0: know what? I think they'll be okay.
1: It's an exceptional non-drying reusable modelling material. Sufficiently malleable to model into shape, but it's also firm enough to retain its shape, according to the Telegraph. Yeah, they've got uh, two years worth, which is enough for the next Wallace and Grommer's film.
0: But what's, what's the chicken run thing? Is that already done?
1: Yeah, that's already done, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's for our overseas listeners, I mean, you, you probably know of Wallace and Gromit, but like, it's a cultural touchstone here mm. in Old Blighty and, uh, and yeah, it's like, that's, that's our home team right there. So while, while my, oh God, was a little bit, um, dramatic, I will admit, yeah, <laughs> um, there, there's genuine sentiment behind it too. Yeah. They're nice films. They are, and there's something so charming mm. about it, and, and and dare I say British. So, uh, I mean, thank God I was sitting down, Rob, because that was that was a haymaker right there. You got anything else?
1: Dave Filoni of Star Wars has been oh, promoted yeah. to CCO, which somewhere I've seen his chief creative officer, somewhere I've seen his chief commercial officer. Probably but creative. Is, but he is second only to Kathleen Kennedy at Lucasfilm now.
0: Yeah, well, they, they've hired him to be Kevin Feige. I think that, yes, that yeah. role, that job title will just become, we need a Kevin Feige. Mm. You know, that we just hired a Kevin Feige. I mean, I didn't check Saltier Than Crate. I'm sure they're really happy about it, congratulating him. But uh, But I imagine they are tearing their hair out because they really don't like him anymore. I think they used to they don't anymore but I think that the dude clearly lives and breathes Star Wars and having someone like that in charge it's not a bad thing and I like the fact that we do seem to be moving into more of a singular creative vision type thing someone overseeing all these things it's it blows my mind they, they didn't have that before
1: yeah particularly particularly for the three films Oh
0: yeah yeah I'm, I'm I'm glad that, you know, because that's, that's the sort of thing that, I mean, yes, it's the same studio as Disney, but that's the thing that they should be learning from Marvel Studios hmm. It's the fact that it's worked because you've had Kevin Feige at the top of it all kind of going, okay, well, that's that, that you sort of, you know, weaving the threads together and shit. That's what he does. And the fact that they, they didn't have that and DC didn't have that and only recently got James Gunn. And Peter Saffron to to kind of step up. Yeah. Why why aren't they following that? Oh, it's because they're idiots who don't know anything about film or business. They just know money. That's why. I answered my own question there. Never mind. That's not even, like, controversial. That is the problem. Gone, you say something that sounds a bit fiery, Rob. We need more of a. I don't want to be the only one dragged off to the gulag when they take over. Who's they? Uh, people who aren't us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, good on him. Well, I like Dave Filoni. So.
1: Have you got any more news? Oh, no. Oh. No. Uh, oh, uh, Sega is looking to make more from its IP, because Sonic is done quite well, so I'm home for Crazy Taxi. Or Shenmue.
0: Or Skies of Arcadia.
1: Bring back the Dreamcast.
0: Shenmue didn't did not do very well the no. latest game, so, so see I've heard it as Shenmu and Shenmue. oh I don't know. I have no idea the correct pronunciation of that. Um, I would say email us, but then, like, if you're going to do that, like, type it out phonetically because otherwise it sort of defeats the object. Um, and oh, there's the there's the live action uh, Legend of Zelda movie has been announced. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, by Sony, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, Because yeah.
1: Tom Holland's is going to play Link.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he isn't. Could be all right. I mean, to be honest, I the games are brilliant. Not going to argue that. But I've always thought that Link and everything that they're, they're kind of like ciphers for the player character. That's why so many people are so fond of it. It's the same as like Halo and Master Chief. It's like they've got bits of personality, but. Mostly, they're just there for projection purposes. Hmm. So I don't quite understand how you're going to make. Like, you can have Princess Zelda and everything, and she's got an established character, though it does change. And they do the multiverse thing; they've been doing it for decades with the sun, it's sort of same story playing out over different realms and whatever. It's there's a very, very complicated history of Legend of Zelda. I mean, there's room. There's room to actually give him a character. Uh, so, so yeah. And I'm sure Nintendo, they're they're going to be there every day of the week, looking at the dailies and uh, and arbitrating whether Link can raise his eyebrow in that way or not. But we'll see. I still haven't seen the Mario movie. Neither have I, actually. And it seems weird considering it is one of the biggest. Ones. I just I just can't get excited for it. I Just like I, I you know, I didn't want to go out and get it because it seems like a very middling movie. And that's middling. Before we shortened everything to mid, we had a word for it. But I said mid earlier.
1: Yeah, well, that's short for Midland because, like, films say. <laughs> <seven>. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Gone.
1: on. is directing Narnia for Netflix, but apparently they are condensing all seven books into two films.
0: Oh well, that's always worked perfectly in the past. So. Yeah. See the Grasset Googlerig, Narnia thing. Exciting, condensing all the things into two movies. It's like maybe maybe it can be properly done, but I mean that does take that does take the kind of shine out of it for me. Don't know about you. I don't know. It depends which. um, I guess how they do it. Oh well, obviously it depends on the execution and whatever. But and yes, maybe they can make a very very powerful. First and second part, but it's just like, don't don't you want to like focus on doing the parts justice? Wasn't you know like the Narnia films carried on for ages after I stopped caring about them. Yeah, I think I did three. Yeah, and I didn't care past the first one.
1: Well, people don't. That's the, that's the, they don't really have the the recognition of being a almost a complete series in the way that Lord of the Rings does. Hmm. I think because there's, yeah, the Lion of the Wish and the Wardrobe is the big one, and then there's Magician's Nephew was written after, but it's set before it, and I think, uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. That's the one. That's the other. That's the. That's the other one. People, yeah. Yeah. Prince Caspian was the other film.
0: Oh yes, that was the that was the second one they released, wasn't it? And then they did Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yeah. Was that a two-parter? No. No. Okay. Well, God knows. But yeah,
1: and then so, the others is the horse and his boy, silver chair, and then the last battle is the one where they all die in a tube crash.
0: Don't joke about things like that, Roberts. No, they do. Always, yeah. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if no one knows the books, going past that point probably makes sense then to do it but it's just you could adapt it and do a proper job i don't know i I don't know why we have to rush these days Hmm. you know i think there are some things that take way too much time some tv series that could be four episodes shorter you know but it's just it, it feels like sometimes with these films like surely why limit yourself like that when you've got all that lore to dive into, but hey, I'm judging it before it came out. So. But then perhaps it's, to, it,
1: it's perhaps that it doesn't have the, the the brand recognition to make people stick around for seven films when when the biggest story is the first one. Yeah. Or, or we won the first ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As long as they got Aslan, in it, I don't care. Then it's probably it's probably a safe bet that Aslan's going to be in it. I'd imagine so. Yeah, that's it for news. No more news. No news happens other than that. We are your only source for news. News. Trailers. So, um, I'm just going to go down the list and, and just tell me if, if you've got any of these on your list and then we'll talk mm. about them. Inside Out 2. Yes. The Fall Guy. Yes. Madam Web. Yes. The Garfield movie. No. (laughs) Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Yes. Thank you. That's the appropriate response. Imaginary. No. Uh, Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget. No. And Fast Charlie. Nope. Now, I'd be very surprised if you had Fast Charlie. Okay. Okay. Right, that's it. That's that's the... (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't fucking... Don't even... That is the last echo, echo joke you make, alright? Echo. That That is the last one, otherwise we're not talking about it in January. <laughs> alright. That's it, I, I full veto on that. I am so sick of that already. <laughs> so done. <All> right. <laughs> I don't know why you're getting so annoyed it, by just, it. Just, 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 shh. It's time for quiet now. <laughs> uh, so, the ones you didn't have... Uh, the Garfield movie, yes. Imaginary, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, and Fast mm. Charlie. Yes. Okay, so you saw that there was a new Garfield movie being made, yes? Yes, I did. And you saw who's going to be voicing Garfield, yes? Chris Pratt. Yeah, I thought that was a joke. I think everyone did after after the whole Mario thing, where they're just like, okay, well, we're going to take this very you know famous Italian plumber and uh chris pratt totally cuz cuz that's the thing as well because of what the internet has done to garfield as a as a thing where there's there's like there's so many fucking layers of irony now i did think that uh, you know when i saw the news thing that garfield movie with chris pratt as the lead i was just like okay well that's that's actually a biting satire of the state of the movie <laughs> industry and it's real <laughs> mm. Looks all right. I mean, I, he's got an origin story now, and you know it looks quite cute. But I mean, do do we need that at all? I have no feelings about Garfield either way. I I like Garfield as as a as a thing. I used to. I was at my auntie's house. I think she had she had quite a few of the sort of compendiums of of the the newspaper strips so so you know and some of them i did not get when i was a kid but some of them you know it was it was funny seeing the the, the lazy sassy cat do something and um yeah i liked him, and I, I i like i like the idea of garfield i like i like the thing you know when people said oh he was just made up to sell merchandise and whatever yeah so many things that doesn't yeah necessarily rob it of any value whatsoever and i do think the internet has been ridiculously harsh in in kind of like saying oh garfield was never funny it's just like there are funny panels and funny kind of situations you know if it wasn't there are so many unfunny things that that just don't last and there's something about garfield that has lasted for decades upon decades like it's doing something right you know that's the thing i did these things it, it's so easy to forget just things that don't make that much of an impact on you. Even if it's touted as the biggest thing in the world, it is so easy to forget about it the next kind of the next time something bigger rolls around or something kind of, you know, more in the public eye. People, people forget about stuff all the time, Mm. but Garfield has kind of been a constant. So it keeps finding new fans. It keeps finding, you know, a, a place in, in the newer generations. That's, kind of great, in my opinion. So... So, yeah. While, while I, I, I don't have any, like, super strong feelings towards Garfield in this sort of, like, oh my god... You my say favorite. that after a five minute rant about Garfield. The thing that bugs me is that then it's just accepted. It's just an accepted fact then. Oh, Garfield was never funny, and the internet made it funny by... Adding layers of irony, and you know the the Garfield without Garfield stuff, which was all genuinely funny. Don't know if you saw those. You ever no. see those? Oh, they had the the sort of newspaper panels, the actual kind of like three panel stories, but had both out Garfield, so it was just John talking to himself, <laughs> being insane, and you know, and it worked really well. And then obviously there was this sort of I'm sorry, John" type things where they would create like it, Garfield was some kind of Eldritch monster or some terrifying thing like I there's something there's something that works at the core and it's just like this is the thing I'm somehow in a position where I'm defending Garfield as a thing even though I don't care that much but I care about the principle of the matter
1: you know I like Chris Pratt and I don't like the the fact that the internet has
0: decided they don't like it I think with Chris Pratt a lot of it is is the he's he's more into the sort of extreme Christian type stuff the the sort of anti gay type stuff. Well, no, he's not actually a member of that church that everyone said he was a member of. But this is but this is what I mean. This is what these are the these are the accusations against him. These are the these are the things that kind of I think again. You know, he was the biggest thing in the world for like five minutes, and then. You know, then just I think gets, I think it's jealousy. I just think I just think people are uh deeply unhappy and they just choose the thing that's sort of loudest and nearest to them at the moment and then they blame it on that. It's just, you know, I hate my life, but that Chris Pratt, he seems to be doing well for himself. Fuck that guy. You know. It's a projection. I mean, I don't know Chris Pratt as a person. Very few of us do. But I like him in films.
1: Yeah.
0: And parts from Ray. Hmm. So so yes, so the Garfield movie, I mean, I'm not exactly queuing up to say it. I I haven't pre ordered tickets or anything. But yeah, okay. It's happening. Uh Imaginary, that's a another bloomhouse horror thing. They really have the uh market covered now with mm. horror, don't they? Yeah, they yeah, are yeah, looking yeah. to be the sort of hammer horror type uh, deal. Well, they, they've made it already. They're not looking to be. They are that now. This one is about how imaginary friends aren't imaginary. And and you've got a a woman who moves back to her childhood home and her kid starts hanging out with the the mother's imaginary friend that she abandoned and when she grew up. And, uh, and a lot of this seems to be through a teddy bear, and they have the teddy bear sort of moving. It sort of looks like a horror remake of Ted. And, yeah, I mean, it looks pretty standard, but it could be fun. I, I like the fact that all of these things are under the the Bloomhouse kind of thing now. They're the brand. It's like Marvel. It's just like, not necessarily, oh, they're all going to link together, but it's just like, we trust the brand so we'll go and go and see this one and that's kind of nice um and fast charlie didn't think you'd you'd see that because it's pierce brosnan's latest project and you know me keeper and explorer of the bros hole i like me some pierce brosnan even though he's he's objectively not the best actor in the world but he's got charisma but, funny enough, in Fast Charlie, he's a, a like, fixer type person, hmm. but he's doing a southern accent like Daniel Craig, but not nearly as good as Daniel Craig. Uh, so, so the Brosnan sort of, like, voice comes through. I'll put a little voice clip in here so you can, you can hear it. Betrayal's a funny thing. It's very nature is to catch you unaware. You ever heard a ring doorbell? I've always had one rule, Sal. Be good to the people who were good to you.
1: Be good to yourself, Charlie. And get as far away from here as you can.
0: Yeah. Turn on your own. You ought to get out of Biloxi, Charlie. That's what everyone keeps telling me. It's got Marina Baccarin in it as well. And uh some other people, I guess. But it looks it looks like it could be fun. It's it, you know, but it's just it, it's a it's a jerry action type movie. And Pierce Brosnan still looks good with a gun, so it's not going to set the world on fire.
1: Every so often, I think they should make like sort of do a T-Man film, but then they made the Expendables, and it's not really
0: worked, is it? The latest one has really bombed through the floor. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, they should make the Expendables, but good. That would be kind of that. That would be a turn up for the books. I'd love to be a movie executive you could say things like that.
1: Just yeah, yeah just issue a, we can make this, but make it good.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, people seem to think it's as easy as that. As I said with the, the sort of Marvel stuff, it's all like, well, why can't they just make good films? It's just like it doesn't work like that. No one knows there's no one formula to make a good film. You know, but I think I think there are ways that you can sort of like try and try and get that outcome by having passionate people involved in, you know, Hiring decent writers who have a proven track record, but not always essential. None of this is essential. And, you know, and and be in it for the right reasons. Instead of going, well, I tell you what, all these action stars haven't lost their box office pulling power. Well, they have, but they haven't. Like, maybe together we're going to get all of the things. They're, They're still sort of viable at the box office. And actually, like, create a story that would bring... Liam Neeson and Pierce Brosnan and and people Mm -hmm. like that in. I'd watch the shit out of that. But, you know, I'm too busy writing all the other shit that we've come up with to actually kind of, like, spearhead this. So, yeah, maybe someone else will will do it. But they need to hurry up, because they're not getting any younger. And that's the tag... No, that's the tagline, mate. No. We decided that at the last meeting. You were (laughs) Deal. Yeah. Oh, and Chicken Run. <laughs> chicken Run. Uh, there's another Chicken Run happening. But yeah, Mel Gibson so, uh, isn't the voice of Rocky Rooster now. Aww. Oh. I know. What a shame. But yeah. then uh, What's Her Name isn't the voice of Ginger either. Yeah, that is strange. Julia Squalier. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was probably doing her a disservice and calling her What's Her Name. Yeah, I don't know why that is. That seems a little half...
1: Well, speaking of people not returning, Inside Out 2.
0: Inside
1: Out. Do, do, that'll,
0: that'll, do. that'll be in the second trailer. Do, do, do. Do, do, yeah.
1: Do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it didn't need a sequel.
1: No, so, yeah, because the first, cause, I mean, arguably the first one ends with a tease of a puberty button, and in this one, puberty has hit. But I like how that's kind of, in the, in the trailer, that's done that that the emotion board is basically smashed and rebuilt with all these new fancy buttons. Yes. And new emotions, and the one in the trailer was, uh, I think,
0: anxiety, played by my hawk. I <laughs> don't. That's the end of that joke as well. Why? This, this yeah. is going to be. This is going to be a a landmark episode where I kill a lot of the the running Rob jokes that have really been fucking me off. So, okay, for the next one.
1: Next next one, you just send me a script and tell me
0: what you want me to say. Finally. <laughs> but I told you I'm busy at the moment. Someone else will have to do it. I but I knew. I knew the way you were building it because you, you had to put some words before it. Oh, and the new the new thing, I think anxiety voiced by Maya Hawk. And I thought, mm-hmm, here it comes. Yes, voiced by Maya Hawk. And it sounds great. Pretty good. Wasn't wasn't the sort of end of the first one, wasn't that like a better joke than actually doing a full movie? Probably. I mean, you know, I mean, not that I'm against it, but it, Pixar are past that whole thing where it's just like, we'll only do a sequel if we've got a really good story, and it is just like, we need to come up with a sequel to this because it made a lot of money. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but Pixar seemed to... They're not as idealistic as they once were, are they?
1: No, no, not since Toy Story Four.
0: There's Toy Story Five happening, mate.
1: Yeah, I I'm not bothered about that because <laughs> Toy Story Four was made. So yeah, make them all.
0: Yeah, that's something we still don't agree on. Is is Toy Story Four, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what episode it was, but when you when you started going through all the Pixar movies, we we differ on quite a lot of them.
1: Yes. Yeah. So there's that- the right opinion, then there's yours.
0: <laughs> My opinion is the right opinion, thank you very much So yeah, I mean, cool Inside Out was, was a very, very good film Nicely observed, you know, really cool concept And having a bunch of new characters come in and cause havoc
1: well, it's, a, it's a it's a fairly standard thing for a sequel Yeah I mean, how they sort of tie it into Because when they went into like uh, the parents' heads and and oh, anyone else said they only had those I think the five emotions. Mm. So people who had been through puberty. So whether at the end they kind of go away or maybe they address it by saying they were just off in another room. Or...
0: well don't they don't they kind of meld together? Or don't they kind of work together in kind of different tandems? So things can be like bittersweet, wasn't that one of No, those?
1: no, it's when they went into so there'd be bits where they went into the the mum's head or the dad's head, oh, and yeah, they only yeah. had the five emotions that Riley had.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, What? The, yeah, they're in another room. They're off camera.
1: Yeah.
0: They just stepped out for a minute. I'm sure they'll address that. Because anxiety seems like one that will never ever go away.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but Amy Amy Peller is back as Joy, but Bill Hader is not back as uh, Fear. And one of the other voice actors isn't back either. Which which one?
0: Hmm. Yeah, that does seem. I mean, Amy Poehler was the kind of best one if it wasn't her, because cause she does have that sort of genuine bubbly energy to her as well. I mean, and that's why uh, Leslie Nope worked as a character because mm. the the sort of the the genuine feeling of being upbeat and everything uh, permeates that. You can fake it; it's possible to fake it, but I don't think so with her. And so her being joy, and being all sunny and happy all the time, uh, really worked. But yes, that sucks. I didn't know that the some of the voice casts weren't returning. Yep. Uh, I'm sure it'll still be good, but it still sucks. The fall guy, that pretty much came. The, that trailer pretty much came out after I'd edited the last one. The last pick and mix, which was really irritating. So what what do you think of The full Guy then, Roberto?
1: So The full Guy stars Ryan Gosling as a stunt man. So it's Drive 2. Um, I th- <laughs> and Emily Blunt is a director who has... Uh, they've had a date or a relationship and it hasn't worked. And Ryan Gos- the, the actor Ryan Gosling is the stunt double four, which I think is Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, goes missing. So... He has to I mean the, the trailer seems to give a lot of lot away, but he has to sit he has to uh, I think either try and find him or sub in for him so no so like the, the public don't know he's gone missing. Um I thought it looked brilliant. I thought it mm. looked really fun. It's a, a David Leach film and he directed Atomic Blonde and
0: Did you Bullet Train? Uh yes. And um And Deadpool.
1: Yes. Deadpool too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and Aaron Taylor Johnson is Tom Ryder.
1: Okay, I thought it looked brilliant. Oh, it's bon, uh, bon Jovi's "You Give Love a Bad Name" is the uh, the soundtrack to the trailer.
0: That they, they actually do a good job of. Shit! Of... What's the what's the word? trailerizing it?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not quite slowed down in like a normal trailerized way, <laughs> no, but like the, no, it's sort got of the
0: dramatic drums. Just yes. Through
1: the heart. Yeah, I, I thought it looked really fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to
0: it. it, it it's uh, written by Drew Pierce. Who I really like because he's uh, he wrote Iron Man three. He he wrote and produced Hotel Artemis. He's he's like he's well he's he's been compared to Joss Whedon because he worked with Joss Whedon a lot, but he's not as problematic as Joss Whedon. So so far. So far, I don't. I, there, are so, there are so few people I can I can like.
1: I mean, I, do, I said that about Chris Pratt earlier. I do feel like at some point, is it, like if there is a kind of, for anyone you say, oh, I really like this person, and then you listen back and there's been, the, you know.
0: Yes, exactly. This is very much of the time. This is November 2023. We don't know about that. Well, I mean, if you go back to the to earlier
1: episodes where you talk about how much you love Russell Brand, whew. <laughs>
0: We do actually mention him, actually. We talked about Arthur, the Arthur remake.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that we actually did like. We did, yes. Yeah. I
1: did I did. Yeah, I did like it, and I I, I did I have to throw the DVD away the other day, because I'm not going to rewatch it.
0: Did you actually?
1: Yeah, well, when, when some... Yeah, yes. Wasteful son of a bitch. The trouble is, when it's... I mean, he wasn't really acting in it he was very much playing a version of himself and when his when himself is a you know not a nice person it's, it's a bit uh, yeah
0: but you were you were giving him money throughout all that
1: well no I wasn't giving him money throughout all that it was a one time transaction <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, even if i'd streamed it every day as we've established from the strikes i don't get money from repeated streaming so no i wasn't continually giving him money you don't rent dvds like that
0: I'm surprised you didn't recycle it or just like give it to I did, character. yeah. All
1: right, I threw it into recycling. Okay, good. Well, that's something. I put the yeah. paper in the paper thing, I put the plastic in the plastic thing. You
0: forgot to mention the full Guys is based on the TV show. It's based on the TV show, yeah. Yeah, Which I, think... I didn't know, I admit, I admit. But no, it, it looks really, really, really good. Yeah, it does. So I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Mm. It's my film of the year next year. Apart from Deadpool
0: 3. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't realise we're calling them this early. Kingdom of the Planet Apes. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. Continuation. Well, since these uh, the Caesar trilogy, it's got uh nature taking stuff back, which I like. Apes riding mm-hmm. horses. Apes using eagles, and the window as a pendant, which looked quite cool. The the window I, symbol I, that
0: I, was I didn't thrilled. see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was that on Doctor Zeus?
1: Was that Doctor Zeus?
0: I don't know, Doctor Zeus, Doctor Zeus was that Dr. Zeus? Let
1: this be the last time you make a Simpsons reference. <laughs> you, I'm make sick and tired of your, of your Simpsons references. I don't make Simpsons references like past, I don't know, series 10, because I haven't watched it in decades. Dr. Yeah, it's, it's the monkey that I assumed was, well, was it Maurice? Was the big, group? was yeah. the, sort of, the, the uh, yeah, I don't the know whether his fella. Yeah, I don't know whether he's still in it, but anyway, the, 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 there's a wise, uh, monk. Monk, sorry, monkey Monkey. <laughs> um and he has the, the window symbol as a pendant.
0: Oh, I didn't pick that up, but obviously that's what it is. That's great. Mm. That's that's a that's a lovely bit of continuity right there.
1: Mm. Apart from that, it didn't really seem to be too much well from the trailer, it did it didn't seem to be too much of a you know, this is Caesar's legacy type stuff.
0: I'm just having a look. So according to looper.com Shout out to my loop boys and girls. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. Nice. 20th Century Studios circulated to specify that the orangutan is a brand new character named Raka. Okay. okay. But is this going to be... a? He's totally not Blofeld, you guys. <laughs> it's it's not Blofeld. Not was, it's not Khan. It's not Khan. Was Maurice
1: a orangutan? Yes. I believe so. Well, what I, thought. I don't know, how, like what, how long it's set after. Well, it's not Maurice. What, whatever the last film was called, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, War Planet the Apes, War
0: for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah,
1: they're not the snappiest of titles, and as you've said before, they they are the wrong way around Anyway,
0: it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yes, yeah, we well, your boys like themselves some apes, yep. and uh, and we talked about the Caesar trilogy and. We Rit do like enjoyed. every every egg
1: we see from it, Chimpan A to Chimpanzee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Way to kill it. Love it. Yeah. It, it it they're damn good movies and hopefully this will continue that streak. They it looked it looked the sort of tone that I'd expect. Hmm. Sort of bit, sort of ponderous. It seems like it has lots of time to show where the world is and where humans are in this whole thing. And we definitely getting the sort of apes on horseback and, and the humans being oppressed and put in nets and chased around and shit. So yeah. And monkeys using tools. Monkeys using tools. <laughs> so, so yes. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, it, it, going through the Caesar trilogy, just, it, it's a great, it's a great old time. So mm. yeah, they are very good films. So hopefully this continues that streak because, uh, and it could end up being one of the more sort of thoughtful blockbuster series, you know, which is cool. So, yeah. So, no, I was very excited about that. Mm. I, yeah, I No, look, look good. Well, it just, it had it been, it been ages since we'd heard about anything. And, you know, they always say that they're going, oh, yeah, we're definitely working on it and whatever. Mm. But they actually have, like, a trailer and, you know, finished effects and things like that. And you're just like, oh, fuck, they have been working. I think it's written by... I think it's Rick Silver and Amanda Jaffa. No, other way. I think it's the, yeah, it's the other way around, or is it? You got me confused now. I was, I was certain of the yeah, people's no, names. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silver, I think. I've no idea if that's what I said. Oh God. no. Rick, yeah,
1: Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silver. Yeah. Okay. No, you said Rick Silver,
0: which is cool. <laughs> that's that a cool, cool
1: name. Yeah. I'd watch the hell out of the Rick Silver <laughs> series. <laughs> Isn't that the guy in
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. <laughs> I can't I can't remember his name. And he's not the the fast one in the Marvel movies either. That's Quicksilver. Madame Webb. Yeah,
1: I, I was just going to ask. Can you explain to me Madame Webb? No.
0: Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's different from Silver. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but just because there's like a Rick Dalton series of films A Rick Silver series of films does sound Rick Silver like it would be
0: a private detective, I'm thinking
1: I think he'd be many things But like basically one of those people Like from the 70s or 80s That would play ostensibly different characters But the same
0: in each film Okay, yeah, I could see that I could see that Okay. Well, we'll work on the Rick Silver film side. You after, know, like Vin or...
1: Diesel. You could you could drop Vin Diesel into any film, and he would just pick up what he's whatever he's doing.
0: Apart from Guardians.
1: Yeah. Okay. But you wouldn't have to sort of say, "Oh, you're now playing the guy in Pitch Black." Perfect. Well, Riddick. Um, or Riddick. Or um, yeah. Or Riddick. Just...
0: <laughs> aren't they doing They're doing another Riddick film as well it's only getting made because Vin Diesel likes the character oh, uh, fair play to him I guess I, I like the Riddick character I mean I think they actually pulled it around after Chronicles but, you
1: know. Keanu Reeves you could put Keanu Reeves in the Matrix or John Wick or any of Keanu Reeves film and you don't really tell him oh you're playing this character now it's just go out there and do your thing
0: why have not you talk about The Rock
1: yeah, that's true, that's true. The he doesn't even have to change his yes, Exactly,
0: yeah. they've got that thing where, you yeah. know, that yeah. meme where hes it's just like five different films and he's wearing, and the, wearing... the same beige in the jungle. In the jungle, yeah. <laughs> the I what? mean,
1: two of them are Jumanji films, so that's not really... because. Uh, it's... Yeah, that's a little bit of a cheat, that
0: one, but... Uh... But yeah, no, that that, that is funny. Um, so, yes, no, I can't really explain Madam Web. From what I understand, Madam Web, the only knowledge i have of the character is that she when the spider-man 90s cartoon started getting very strange um she was the, the the one that would sort of transport spider-man to her dimension and she was an old lady with with a blindfold on and she was voiced by uh Joni lee stanley's wife and um and she would talk about you know spider-man having to write certain things or or whatever and it was it, it was an odd it was an odd kind of thing it was not sort of element to the spider-man stuff but Sony apparently I'm genuinely surprised that they they did away with El Muerto when they decided that Madame Webb was going to be their next thing it, it's I mean okay so what what did you get from the trailer uh, ben from Parks Recreation's in it, making
1: that a third reference of the of the episode. <laughs> um Yeah, so he's got J- Dakota Johnson. Yes. As somebody who isn't bitten by a spider but whose mum knew some spiders or something. <laughs> who's who's a paramedic yeah. who Well as
0: as people as people said, it's the Morbius thing all over again. It's it they, did they look, only have it, they only have well it's from the writers of Morbius as well, so right, you know okay. you're in for a good time. But it's it's they were working on the animal in the jungle somewhere, and somehow mm. powers happened because that was the plot of Morbius. That's the plot of Kraven the Hunter. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's the plot of this one. Exactly, it was her mum working yes. with spiders in the Amazon, I guess. So
1: yes, they've uh, they've made their film again.
0: What uh, what the fuck?
1: I I haven't seen any of these those films, but it does sort of feel like I have. If you see what I mean. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. So she is a paramedic, along with Ben from Parks Regulation. To give the actor's name, Ben from Parks and Recreation.
0: Uh, yes, Adam Ben from Parks and Recreation. Scott. Yeah. Ben Wyatt.
1: She can then see the future because yeah. spiders can see the future, and then she seems to <laughs> to, to sort of recruit some people from her building, uh, so flat a building of flats, who all seem to have are they all spider people. Yeah, what's I the think... connection? I don't. Know. Also, are they in Across the Spider Verse? Is she the one on the motorbike?
0: No, no, okay. that's that's Spider Woman. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, so from what I understand, because they've got the villain, and this is this is confusing as well, because the villain is Ezekiel Sims, who hmm. has a very Miles Morales like Spider Man suit that he's wearing in this trailer. I don't Oh, know I thought it looked to... a
1: lot like Spider Man Noir uh, or the Stealth Spider Man from.
0: I think they're leaning into a storyline that they did uh in the comics where it's to do with totems of like animal kind of predestination like predetermined, not predestination, predetermined kind of things where where there's been a long lineage of people with animal powers and so, you know, our Spider Man, Peter Parker, wasn't the first Spider Man. There there mm. have been many over the over the centuries and in different countries and things like that. And there's, there's this whole idea that because of the animal totems, there's like natural predators as well. And I remember that they had a wasp lady named Shathra. And because if documentaries like World of West are to be believed, you know that there is a wasp that, is, that actually lands on a spider and injects it with its eggs. And then, then it's young when they, when they hatch, they eat the spider from the inside out.
1: I saw some, I think we're having a QI tweet this week, which is that there is like a, sort of like a parasite that makes like a maggot do something to a wasp that makes, and then there's a parasite that makes the wasp do something to, so any, it's it's almost like the old lady who swallowed a fly, but mm-hmm. like there's, there's this weird chain of parasitic animals that make other animals parasites to other animals to other animals. It's very weird.
0: Well, I know, I know side point, but I know that there's one that is is in a fish that will change the fish's behavior, so it will be more likely eaten by a heron, mm. which so then it can get into the fish's uh, the, the heron's bloodstream, where which is warm because obviously a fish is, is cold, I think. Yeah, uh, it 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 yeah, but that so that was the idea that, that this wasp, this animal totem was was a natural predator, and it Shathra can also just be like a normal human being, and so she she then goes to the press and says that she's slept with Spider Man and he's an awful person and so that breaks up him and Mary Jane and then that whole so so she, she drags Spider Man's name through the mud and then they have big old fights and it it's not the best run of comics. So I guess they're going into that and Ezekiel is, is part of that. He's like a initially a mentor, but then then not. Yeah. I just don't know what the fuck they're doing, man. It's just, I'd like Dakota Johnson. I think she's, I think she's great, but this, this ain't it, love. I'm sorry. I don't think this is gonna work. I would love it to work. I would love this sort of Spider adjacent type thing to work. I would love if it was good, but I just don't see how it can be. Especially with considering the stock it's coming from, the the fact that it's the writers of Morbius, the fact that the writers of Morbius actually got the chance to write something else. I mean, Jesus. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't think this might do all right. They might fool China into thinking that it's actually a legit movie, like Venom.
1: (laughs) Making a third one of those at the moment.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I saw a
1: rumor that oh, Spider Man. The, um sorry we're not allowed to call back to anything, actually.
0: No, Forget no. That. We're just um, no, we're allowed to call back to funny things, hence why a lot of your <laughs> running jokes have <and> been shut down.
1: <laughs> I gotta look for new podcast hosts. <laughs> Do or a it. New podcast. Yeah, so th- there's there's an idea that an an upcoming potential Spider Man four, Tom Holland Spider Man four, mm. would unite the Marvel films with the Sony Spider-Man films, yes. Whether that's true or not, but like it would bring in uh, Morbius and Venom and Craven and Madame Web.
0: I mean, if if competent writers actually got their hands on these characters, they could probably do something with it. it, it, it Sony just seemed to think that they'll just they can just put any old shit up on the screen and it will work. But then, but then this Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse. I
1: mean, I like them. I don't know what your opinion is on them, but it shows that oh, Sony can them. do. It shows that Sony can do
0: Spider-Man. I know, but that's like, that's sort of the exception that proves the rule. It means that uh. you can have talented people working on stuff. that, and, and that's the thing, Into the Spider-Verse has, in some ways, changed the animation game. Hmm. Yes. I mean, I, I saw uh, TMNT, uh, Mutant Mayhem, this year, and it's yeah. very Spider-Verse inspired. And I love the fact that Spider-Verse is inspiring things. Hmm. Like, the, the fact that it was going to be an animated spider-man movie that no one cared about and yet it ended up being this awesome heartfelt yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. game-changing film and the sequel ain't no slouch either and it's just like that's what happens when you let proper creatives like work and do the thing you get the feeling with sony apparently they've been they're still trying to get the sinister 6 thing off the ground Uh, really apparently and it just it made me it made me so fucking tired dude i'm just i'm i'm so done with this crap but if marvel studios involved they have a better knowledge of what makes these characters work and the fact that they've been sort of like not been able to use these characters because sony have been have been kind of hogging them and everything is frustrating Craven could absolutely work. He's a good villain in the Spider-Man Two game. It's a version of Craven, but it's you know it, it's this this these characters these archetypes can work, hmm. and I think because I because you didn't yeah you didn't see Morbius did you you saw a bit yeah. of it and that was enough. <laughs> yeah, Morbius, I saw
1: a bit when I was doing the BBFC survey <laughs> thing.
0: So, so there was there was a post credit scene to Morbius where the vulture from Yes Spider Man Homecoming shows up, and he's apparently in the Sony universe now. And I was like, fuck, that is a tough break. I guess they're going to conflate that now, so that he's back in the the proper one rather than the. Well, I mean,
1: sh- Tom, how sorry Tom Hardy was in the um, uh, it was in No Way Home, wasn't he? At the yeah. end, very briefly.
0: Yeah. And then they got the, the, a bit of the Venom symbiote off him, and then yes. <laughs> then he went back to his own shitty dimension. There's something to it. There's some they, as I said, they could make these things work, but Sony do not know what the fuck they're doing, and and they they just need to work out some mutually beneficial things. So maybe conflating the two universes and and kind of getting all your sort of like. Pieces in a row when it comes to Spider-Man and all Spider-adjacent things is probably for the best for everyone. But it it is I am I'm, I'm so done with the Sony experiment because it's it's nothing but pain most of the time apart from Spider-Verse, which I love. So yes, so I don't think I maybe there was there was some sort of solo uh, Madame Web type comic that I never read, maybe it's kind of whatever, it does seem like it's gonna have some like final destination type things, or like um that that Nicolas Cage masterpiece next. It could be good. It just probably won't be. And it, it does look like it's been made on the cheap as well, even though it's got some you know, heavy effects work. It it as people said, it looks like it was made in two thousand seven. A lot of their films look like mm. they were made in the past, which you know it's like yeah i don't want everything to appear like it's happened on a green screen as well but it's like for for sony it's like the last almost 20 years haven't happened uh talking of sony fucking things up ghostbusters frozen empire yeah you haven't seen afterlife yet have you no i rewatched uh, ghostbusters the other day answer the call whatever it's oh, called oh yeah and and you, you hated it all over again and you hate the women and and i still
1: really like it i think it's a very good film I've <laughs> of fun with it.
0: I, I wouldn't say it's a very good film, but I I've had fun with it. It's, it's. I'd
1: say it's I'd say it's as good as any of the Ghostbusters films ever were. Ooh. Oh, that's controversial. You want it controversial? There you are. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a lot of fun with it, and it's it, it it's a decent film. I don't really understand why people don't like it. It's got cameos from all the sort of surviving Ghostbusters. Which yeah. I don't really see what why yeah, why people – or because it was women. But, yeah, I, it's I mean, fun. It's... And, and, and it annoys – me the existence of Ghostbusters Afterlife and this one uh, annoy me because it is this – Ghostbusters Afterlife, Star Wars 9, and there's another – oh, yeah, the Snyder Cut are sort of three films that shouldn't exist because it just shows the internet. You throw a big enough strap and it wins.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they should be known as the incel cuts. Yes. The, uh, yeah, but say uh, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Afterlife was part of it was was trying to be an actual film, but then it just went back to hey, remember the first Ghostbusters? And it's just like yes, I remember the first Ghostbusters. I think about the first Ghostbusters a lot. Just why, why, why this? Why does it have to be this sort of like absolute nostalgia bath? I thought one of the one of the things about Ghostbusters is the fact you could kind of do it anywhere at any time. Like, wouldn't that be fun to have like a more, why do we have to keep going back to, to the eighties thing? It, it It's dumb to me. And yeah, so, so afterlife, um, yeah, was, was shaping up to be a half decent film. And then just fucking once they get to Walmart, and Paul Rudd interacts with all the little mini stay puffs then you know to switch the film off but this uh no oh, it's an epic now it's it's like an epic trailer it looks like the trailer for day after tomorrow or some shit it's really got that vibe to it and it's just like ghostbusters was never an epic it was a it was a scrappy story about dudes going into business for themselves and and then uncovering a paranormal thing in New York, it was like, it was one of your favorite things, the sort of hidden in plain sight things, hmm. you know, just, just, but apparently now we've got to have world changing shit where everything gets frozen. I mean, frozen empire. I get empire state. I get that whole thing, but fucking whatever. I you need to let it go. Am I'm all right? Yeah, absolutely. See what you did there. I hate what you did there, but I see what you did there. <laughs> I've made that joke as well, so I'm a massive hypocrite. But I mean, does it inspire anything in you? I mean, you didn't no. even see Afterlife, but it's just like, ugh, I guess.
1: I just, feel, I just feel sad for the uh, the
0: reboot film. Yeah, it, it 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 makes me sad too. Not that I was the biggest fan of the uh, of the reboot, but it's like there was room for it. Let's not yeah. pretend there wasn't. And this, this absolute fucking hate campaign that started when the film was announced, let alone before a first trailer had hit. I love the internet. It is brilliant for magnifying the voices of these cretins. And that was it. Shit, I wanted to end on a more positive note.
1: I have been re-watching Two South because I found it on YouTube.
0: <laughs> and does it hold up? Yes. I, I really liked you South
1: and it was about. I I, I recommend watching it. It's um I I when I started watching it, I did think oh is it going to be one of those things where like you think oh no you really can't say anything of that like you know we've moved on a lot since then so far and I think about halfway through the first uh, se- season there's it's, there's nothing like that it's, it's still really enjoyable.
0: And it's him just being a very polite mounting being all
1: I love and it. Shit. I, yeah yeah uh, yeah it's like what I was um I mentioned to my parents about. Rewatching it, and I was told that it was like one of the first programs that I was properly into, like you know, invested in following him when I was younger. Because it's I think it was early 90s, it came out. Mm. So, this is the one about the uh, the mounty that comes from Canada to avenge his dad, or sorry, find out who killed his dad. So, he travels to Chicago and then stays there and meets a, a um, a Chicago cop, and then they have a sort of partnership. and There's a deaf wolf called Diefenbacher, Diefenbacher. I will, oh, yeah. I will
0: never forget that name.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I I really love it. The theme tunes, Ace, as well. It's also funny watching it back because, um, Terry Polo's in it, who was in the latest series of The West Wing and in, uh, Meet the Parents, I think. I I think she's Ben Stiller's wife in it. Right. And Ryan Philippe is in it at some Mm -hmm. point. And a very young, in his second screen role, um, Mike Ruffler.
0: Oh, Ruffles is in it.
1: Yeah, playing a deadbeat dad who is trying to sell his child to to pay off his gambling debt. Oh wow! Everything was different in the nineties, <laughs> but no, it's really, really good. I'm Really enjoying it.
0: So, is, is that your is that your recommendation? Yes, excellent. My south? observation recommendation is due South. <laughs>
1: oh, and Doctor Who's back as well. That was on today. As time of recording,
0: I I had time. I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's good. I, yeah, I will do. Well, I've been meaning to get back into Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and all the 60th anniversary?
1: Yes, that's why they've done... Yeah, yeah that's, why the, the that's all,
0: all happening, so...
1: It has a massive budget
0: now. Yes, well, that's it. They got they got Disney money, so... It's
1: the, yes, yes, and it
0: is very evident. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, well, good on Doctor Who. Again, I, I, I always had a, an affection for it. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else. Oh no, I have a, a video game recommendation. Nice. Uh, uh, Teardown. It is a game which I, I kind of wanted to play, but the, because of the, because of the nature of the game. Um, my shit ass pc couldn't run it because is it's... that why you
1: smashed your mouse
0: no funny enough that was the cat <laughs> that killed my mouse that he got up on the thing because I was watching uh, I was watching wrestling on the on the pc and he really likes watching stuff on screens and as he got up onto the desk he knocked the mouse off and it it bugged it up so uh so yeah so the, the cat killed my mouse yeah so it and it was a it was on pc so i it, it the idea is it's everything's destructible it's um it it's voxel based so i i didn't i meant to look up the difference between a voxel and a pixel This things but it it kind of looks a bit like a, a sort of more realistic minecraft only semi more realistic, okay. but everything's kind of made of cubes and whatever. But, but you can, everything's got like decent physics attached, like more realistic physics. So, you can, you can destroy a building, you can destroy a tower, you can kind of you get a sledgehammer, uh, you got a blowtorch as well, and to cut metal and shit like that, which would be fun in itself, like the fact that you can just destroy stuff. But they actually they actually make it so that you have to pull off a heist. You have to go and collect something or steal something or sabotage something. And the idea is, is that you get the map to sort of like explore and you can destroy pretty much anything. But once you, once you steal the first thing of these things, then you've got a time limit. So what you have to do is you have to plan your route through. So you go, okay, well, in order for me to kind of circle around pick up all these primary objectives and then escape on the boat or in the car or whatever i'm gonna have to smash through this wall because you know the fastest way between two points is a straight line so smash through this wall smash through that one i could create like a ramp here i could do that and it's just it's really really well done the Mm. the the whole thing of just destroying stuff would be fun in itself but the fact that they've got this sort of game around it where you can find vehicles around and some bits like heavy machinery so you can properly like tear holes in buildings and shit really really cool and you unlock more stuff as you go along so you start with the sledgehammer and the blowtorch and everything but then you get a shotgun which is good for blowing holes in walls that you might not be able to hit down with a sledgehammer so then you can but obviously then that's that's a little more kind of like scattershot by its very nature so you know you want to be kind of accurate about these things and and it's sort of getting all those things in the time and you can even you get you can bring up the map and you even have spray paint and i was like why the fuck do they give you spray paint spray paint is good because you can actually mark out your route before you kind of do it and you can see it on the map above as well so you can see what your route is, and you can quick save and quick load as well, so, you know, you can go for those sort of, like, perfect run type things. Uh, yeah, they released it on PlayStation 5, and uh, it was, like, part of the PlayStation, they had some deal with PlayStation where it's free to download and, and play, and I've been kind of glued to it. It's been great. I, I was not expecting the sort of depth that's there, and... I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's just cathartic anyway. You know, there there are just simple ones where it's just like, this tower's too tall. It needs to be (laughs) a lot lower. So, you know, you just spend your time. You can find, you know, fuel tanks and whatever to chuck at it and blow it up and, you know, watch it crumble. And it's it's super fun. But as I said, the, the sort of getting the time down, getting the heist to be like a perfect heist. And, you know, you're kind of smashing... The floor above, so then you can create a ramp up there to get to that point, and then jump out that window and whatever. It's really really cool. So okay, that's my, that's my recommendation. Tear down. Okay,
1: yeah. I'll take us out. Please do. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time, and thank you for listening. We we'll loved. To... Wait a minute, hang on. Oh, I've started a Substack for us <laughs> for the Popcorn Bucket Podcast, which is like a semi regular newsletter. I say semi regular because I released one last Saturday and not this Saturday. <laughs> but um so if you head over to Substack, and then you can subscribe to our newsletter, which will just have things like it might have sort of sort of like links to past episodes that might be relevant to what we're talking about this week, or maybe links to trailers or sort of immediate film news, and then like other podcast recommendations, etc. Mm. So please subscribe.
0: Yes, I tell you what one that would have maybe because I've just thought of it gone in in today's Saturday's newsletter but obviously it hasn't. I've been listening to Behind the Bastards. There's a podcast where it does a deep dive into into some reputable persons uh well, reputable bastards hmm. in the past and uh what I find interesting is they've got like Six episodes on like Henry Kissinger and that, and they've got six episodes on Vince McMahon. Okay. And and the Vince McMahon one because that was my way into it, obviously. Uh, the Vince McMahon one is fascinating. Fucking audio material, it is because they they talk about the sort of the his insane upbringing and the and the thing the things that he obviously lies about and things that could be true and just his warped view of the world. I'm on episode four and they haven't even talked about him being a character in the WWE yet. He's just bought the business of his biological dad who he didn't really know until he was like 13. So yeah, it's a, it's fascinating. And they do have some, you know, decent kind of comedians who come on and, and they all talk about it and whatever, but it, it, does it does delve into dark stuff as well so but that's a good one so that would have gone in behind I the bastards into the,
1: you can go to the next one i will find the link yeah. so if you want to subscribe to our Substack, it is just at the popcorn bucket podcast
0: excellent i should subscribe to that i'm not subscribed i'm, not, I'm on the newsletter thing because i got the first one but uh, yes yeah i should do you, that. Are,
1: subs- you are subscribed
0: yes I know. I should, I should actually like maybe write some content for it as well. <laughs> that's probably an yes, idea. Hey? That'd
1: be cool. <laughs> okay. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or over on Twitter at popcornbucketpd thanks. or over on Substack at the popcornbucketpodcast. Nice. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks. Take care. And see you next episode.
0: What and thank said. you so
1: much to Lawrence Owen and Cup Media for the theme music.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that goes without saying.
1: Well, it did because I didn't say it. So, sorry and thank you.
0: Sorry, sorry and thank you. That could be a new sign-off, Rob. It should be, really. What he said, especially the sorry and thank you. I feel both those things. Love you. Bye. Echo, echo, echo.
1: <laughs> you son of a
0: bitch.